How's it going, beautiful people? It is Thursday, March 5th, 2020, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to allow me to penetrate your ears on this beautiful day. The boys and I have great conversations. I mean, today we dug deep into some conspiracy theories that could come true with Tom Brady, all the other quarterbacks, and we talked to Nate Solder, who's a two-time Super Bowl winning champion with both Tom Brady, Jimmy G. Now he's on the Giants. Tells us a little bit about Danny Dimes, a little bit about the CBA. I mean, all in all, great conversation today. I think you're going to enjoy it. Today's the day where you go, you know what? Thankful I chose to listen to this fucking show. If you enjoy it, by the way, we ask that you please tell your friends about this show. We're trying to grow a little bit, a little ground and pound, boots on the ground, get out there and tell your friends. If you didn't like the show, yeah, just act like uh, it didn't fucking happen. Just, you know what? Never happened, never heard it. If somebody asked you how the show was, just say, never listen to it. But if you like it, we would ask you to share with your friends. Um, if you're going to buy tickets to a live event, what you need to do is utilize our friends at SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor, SeatGeek, our first ever sponsor. The day I retired and started a podcast and started this venture in this world, our first ever sponsor was SeatGeek. And now, here we are three days later, SeatGeek is still our presenting sponsor because SeatGeek does beautiful things in the ticket game. They utilize this, they scan all. All of the ticket buying platforms, all of them, every ticket that's on the internet, SeatGeek scans all of them to make sure you're getting the best value for the tickets that you buy. And there's no catfishing. The ticket that you buy is the ticket that you get so you can shop with confidence. You want to go to a concert? Check. You want to go to a sporting event? Check. You want to go to a little comedy? Check. Anything that has tickets, SeatGeek has the tickets for you and they have them at the best prices. And right now, use promo code PAT, you get $10 off your first order. Promo code McAfee, get $20 off your first order at SeatGeek. Wow. 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 That's incredible. It's unbelievable. It is. It actually is. We're speechless there because of how incredible and unbelievable SeatGeek the app is and how incredible and unbelievable the deals are right now with promo code PAT, $10 off your first order, and promo code McAfee, $20 off your first order. And we need you to use a little self-awareness. If you're rich, utilize the promo code PAT to get $10 off. If you're not rich yet, utilize the promo code McAfee and get $20 off. We need those both to go. It's good for business. Now, speaking of good for business, whenever you're going to handle your business in a sack, Mm-hmm. You know, when you're about to make love, fornicate, uh, do the deeds, knock boots, you you name it, whatever you want to call it. Whenever it's time to make the love, you need to have sex for a longer, more fulfilling time. And there's a company that has created something to make you have the best sex of your entire life. Our friends at Roman created these things called Roman Swipes for the guys that maybe don't last as long as they think they should. For the guys that maybe want to go and put on a show in the bedroom. Roman created these Roman swipes that are very, very non-discreet. No, they are discreet. Yeah, very discreet. Discreet. Very, very discreet swipes that show up in packaging at your front door that nobody knows exists. They're perfectly sized. They can go in your back pocket. And right before you're about to do the deed, right before you're about to make love, right before you're about to do whatever you're about to do with a lady, with another man, whatever you're about to do, you rub these Roman swipes on your kit and caboodle, let it dry, it won't transfer to your partner, and whammy, longer, better sex. And right now, at GetRoman.com, use promo code USA, you get $10 off and free two-day shipping. Hmm. What a deal. The next time you have sex, I want you to have the best, longest sex of your life. And that's from our friends at Roman. 
Right now, GetRoman.com, promo code USA. You get $10 off and free two-day shipping. Just let those swipes do the work for you, and then you go in there and put on a show in the sack. Let's get to the show. And I'll tell you what, about a month ago, we said something on this show, I said something on this show, and I was called a buffoon. People on the internet were telling me that I look, that this show was starting to turn into first take, that I was Skip Bayless, that I had sold out, that I had become a stooge. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm just telling you what we're piecing together. Now that particular story is gaining a lot of steam in the eyes of humans that know stuff. Tom Brady is potentially going. I'm coming home. Jeez. Coming home. Tell the world I'm coming home. Let the rain no. wash away no. all the pain of yesterday. Tom Brady's going to the Niners, they say. <laughs> which is his childhood team. The Niners quarterback, Jimmy G, who guided his team to a Super Bowl. Now, granted, Handed the ball off a lot because they had an incredible run game and a good offensive line. And George Kittle was just moving bodies and the defense was incredible. But Jimmy G, a man who has had a lot of success as the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. A man that when he plays, the Niners win. When he doesn't, the Niners lose. When he's not playing, they end up the number two overall pick in the NFL draft. Whenever he is playing, they end up in the Super Bowl. There is a lot of conversation and a lot of steam generating towards the storyline that Jimmy G will be traded from the Niners back. Back to the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick gets this young, handsome, up-and-coming quarterback of the future that originally it was said that he wanted to keep in-house. He and Kraft got into a disagreement, so they shipped Jimmy G over to the Niners. He went undefeated that first year. Then he became the starter the next year. Obviously, early in the season, in the fourth game, he decided to zig instead of zag. The Niners stink, get the second overall pick, bring in Bosa, bang, go to the Super Bowl. Bill Belichick gets his young pride and joy, handsome Italian back in Jimmy G. The Patriots are now set for another 20 years, if they would like that, in the Niners that have a roster currently that can win a Super Bowl. We're in the lead in the fourth quarter quarter against a well-oiled machine in the Kansas City Chiefs they get a quarterback for the next two to three years that is the greatest of all time this would be a situation where I think Patriots fans wouldn't even be mad at Tom they would almost thank Tom for setting them up for the next 15 20 years and the Niners fans would be like all right we got the goat we got a guy that wouldn't miss that throw in the fourth quarter we got a guy that'll come right into a team that he can hand the ball off and do well he'll have a tight end in George Kittle he'll have Debo on the offensive side of the ball and if the rumors are true that he's keeping in touch with Rapp for Antonio Brown, even though Emmanuel Sanders' contract might be up, you bring in Antonio Brown to San Francisco, great defense still. All of a sudden, the Niners, contenders once again, obviously. The Patriots got their quarterback of the future. Josh McDaniels has a guy that already knows his system and can play good. This seems like a win, 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 win. And that would be a wild day in sports if this was to happen. We're talking about one of the biggest moves in NFL history if this was to happen. And everybody who seems to know what's going on is saying, hey, there's real potential here. And just one month ago, whenever we said it on this show, now granted, I guess it was a day after the Super Bowl <laughs> and we could have let it simmer for a little bit. But whenever I said, hey, you think Tom Brady misses that pass for the Niners? You think there's any thought at all by John Lynch and the boys over there in San Francisco that they're like, you know what? 
If we get Tom Brady back in here, maybe we send Jimmy G back to New England, we win that Super Bowl. I'm not saying they're thinking that. I'm saying that we had that conversation because that's what we have to do on this show. And this is what people told me in the comments section. People told me, zero chance of that trade ever happened, in my opinion, says Ray Bees. Eric Hoop says, not going to happen. <laughs> then you go and just keep scrolling through. Deathly meme, obviously a legend on YouTube, says, sigh. I hope this was meant as a joke. Then you go to the next ones. It just This one ever happens, says Ricky Williams, not the one that smoked and ran the ball. I think this is just a troll. I don't care if it's Brady or not. The dude's washed up. It's like all these stupid humans in the comments section. Jez Pat, sometimes you just go too far, <laughs> says who? And then on Twitter, it was even worse, calling me Skip Bayless and saying I'm making things up and then I sold out in, in, in the likes of clicks and things like that. And now here we are about a month later and that conversation is real. And once again, I will say this. Tom Brady has handled this so perfectly that all options are on the table. Anybody like that guy that said Brady's washed up, you're wrong. Every single team, aside from like five of them, if they had a chance to get Tom Brady at the age of 42, about to be 43 going into next season, would take him immediately. I don't care if you were in the Super Bowl last year, if you get a chance to get Tom Brady, you take I don't care if you're in the AFC Championship last year. I don't care who you are. If you get a chance to get the GOAT in your building, you get him. And if he goes back to San Francisco and this whole thing comes full circle with Jimmy G going back to New England and Bill Belichick just sitting there laughing at the top of the mountain, thinking of how stupid everybody is and how smart he is. This is going to be a magical day in the football world. I can't wait to see what happens. In the back, a man who I think this particular outcome, if it was to happen to Tom Brady and for, to get Jimmy G in return, would be the happiest he has been in months. Old Connor Campbell from Boston. I would be very happy with Jimmy G, Pat. What happened to you? What did happen to you? I, it's been, you, a, it's been a rough about? couple months here. You're, you're you, scared to share your face. Is no, it? no, it's just a new style. Everyone's doing it, so I'm uh, hopping in. Connor's answering the phones, one 3331 They were filled before we even got on air. We appreciate the people that call in here. We'll take some calls, open up some lines, get in on the conversation with us. Connor, out of all the potential scenarios, I think getting Jimmy G back in a Patriots uniform has to be your favorite out of everything that could potentially happen. Aside from Tom Brady being the quarterback of the Patriots. That's not what he said earlier, by the way. No, no. That, that, that is not what he He said, what, Tom Brady's good for two years, Jimmy G's good for the next 10 to 15. That's what Connor said earlier. We mm -hmm. saw it. He said it with his eyes. He said it with his body. Well, I blacked out then because I don't remember it. <laughs> Brady, for sure, is the best case scenario. But if it's not Tom, I mean, getting Jimmy G back and having a quarterback for the next 15 years is next. Next level. Patriots reporter Tom Curran. 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 I've also heard Curran, too. <laughs> He's been there a long time. Patriots reporter Tom Curran. <laughs> C-U-R-R-A-N. Curran. He says it's either going to be New England or Tennessee, which, by the way, we talked about him going to Tennessee yesterday. T's and P's still to Nashville. More and more reports are coming out of Nashville about that tornado that came out of nowhere and devastated a large part of that city. T's and P's, we are sorry for that to happen. It's absolutely terrible. Uh, we have a lot of listeners and followers in Nashville. We appreciate the hell out of you. And, uh, yeah. Absolutely hate what happened there. But Tom Curran, Curran said it's either going to be New England or Tennessee. We talked about Tom Brady going to Tennessee yesterday. 
We talked about the weapons. We talked about them being able to sign Derrick Henry back if they are. I mean, there's a lot of decisions that have to be made. You lose Jack Conklin right tackle, but you have a good offensive line. You have a young wide receiver in A.J. Brown. You have a running back in Derrick Henry. You have, obviously, if he's still talking to Antonio Brown and a defense and a friend playing uh, head coach in Mike Vrabel, who has brought a gritness and a toughness and a togetherness to an entire team that hasn't been seen in a long, long time. Ran their way to the AFC Championship, and now the thought is if you can get Tom Brady, do you get him? Absolutely. And then Tom Curran went on to say that the 49ers are closing hard on the outside. So John Lynch with his big Stanford brain is over there in San Francisco. He's over there in both. No, uh, Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. I almost said Botox Valley. <laughs> Same thing. He's over well, there. That's, in a little, that's, that's a little farther south. <laughs> he's over there in Silicon Valley and he's watching this entire thing. He probably watched the Super Bowl back a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And then he saw the videos of Tom Brady as a child wearing the 49ers gear. And he's like, you know, if this guy's really going to get into free agency, he's going to really move homes. Why don't we just move him home? John Lynch is thinking. And then Kyle Shanahan's like, it is Tom Brady. I mean, I love Jimmy G. We love Jimmy G. We're very thankful for Jimmy G. We're 21-6 and when Jimmy G is our quarterback. We just had a Super Bowl with Jimmy G as our quarterback. But if the greatest of all time can come home, isn't that something we should think about? And John Lynch is like, you're damn right it is. I'm going to go and visit a couple more tech companies so we can afford this guy, and then we're going to come back to it. If Tom Brady ends up back at the 49ers and they go on to win two Super Bowls, which I think with the way their their roster is set up. That is very possible. What a wild, wild story as Jimmy G and the Patriots now have to build their own era and the 49ers, the 49ers faithful, get the goat in their building. I mean, this is going to be insane if this happens, and I don't want to say I told you so, but on February 3rd, I told you so. I said this was a potential opportunity that is now coming to fruition. This has been absolute insanity. And when it, whenever you think about that Syracuse basketball game when Jimmy Fallon with his broken ring finger and uh, Tom <laughs> Tom Brady and Big Jules were sitting there courtside. And Julian Edelman said, he's coming back. He's coming back. We couldn't get a good read on that video. We didn't have the full sound. Then the audio was lifted, obviously, and we heard that what Tom Brady said was he's got it, which was an answer to somebody saying, what did he say to Jim Beheim while shaking his head to Julian Edelman? What if Julian Edelman, whenever he said he's coming back, he's coming back, he was talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. He wasn't talking about Tom Brady. What if that's what he was referring to? So now the entire system is starting to cook together, and this is going to be absolute pandemonium on March 18th. Win, I, go ahead. Win, 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 win. This is a win-win I mean, for Bill, everybody. Bill gets it. what he wanted for the last three years. Yep. He gets Jimmy back. 49ers get a better quarterback than Jimmy G for their current Super Bowl roster. They don't have to. The 49ers don't have to pay Jimmy G $27 million for the next three years when they found out. Maybe he's not the quarterback that they thought he was. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't, I don't know if Jimmy G is the quarterback they thought he was. Jimmy G is a winning quarterback out there. If he doesn't miss that one throw, yeah. this conversation does not happen. No. Mm-hmm. Think about all the things that Jimmy G is. Didn't he go to Delaware or something like that? Where did he go? Eastern Illinois. Eastern Illinois. Yeah, wherever he Eastern Illinois. Joe Flacco is Delaware. <laughs> Same. <laughs> That's on me. But he goes to this tiny school. He works his ass off. He ends up in the Patriots organization, works his ass off. His entire life, high school football, peewee football, middle school. You're talking about all these things. He, he works to become a professional quarterback, get in the NFL, takes his team and is a part of a team that goes to the NFL, all for one miss, one throw. The millions and millions of balls that he's thrown into nets, into his dad, into his friends, into his teammates, late night, 
at the practice field, on the game field, everything like that. One miss in the fourth quarter to Emmanuel Sanders where he overthrew him by about four yards. One miss. Now this entire future for Jimmy Garoppolo could be completely different. The future of the NFL could be completely different all because of one ball being off by about 10 feet. Isn't that not an insane thing? That's why football is the greatest sport that's mm-hmm. ever existed. Billions and billions of dollars are about to transfer hands, potentially, because of one missed ball. Now, this obviously could be a bunch of BS. But if you're the 49ers, and this is the quarterback of the future for your team, and you want them to have faith, and you're hearing these rumors start to circulate, wouldn't be bad to come out and say, Jimmy G is our guy. Now, I think they did say that maybe a month ago, mm-hmm. but now that it's kind of starting to cook back up, if you're the 49ers, do you even waste energy saying, we're not doing it, he's our guy? Or do you kind of you know go, if we can get the GOAT, I mean, we should definitely think about it. And what if they text Jimmy G? They're like, you're his backup, you get it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to see if we can get him or not. I mean, we'll send you back to Bill. I mean, you'll be a great quarterback. You'll do good things. But for us, this is a hometown kid coming back to the faithful. This is a wild scene. If he ends up at Tennessee, Tennessee obviously was a contender last year. They get better at football, and he doesn't have to be a mobile quarterback with the way that offense is run with Derrick Henry. If he goes to the 49ers, Tom Brady doesn't have to be a mobile quarterback with the 49ers. they got a great run game and everything else. He can go to two places now that are legitimate contenders, that are very good teams, that only get better with him going there. The legacy of Tom Brady is going to be one, the guy that can win anywhere. Will Bill Belichick be able to do it without Tom Brady? That's what we're going to have to find out. I hope him going to the Niners is a smokescreen, because with that defense that running game and then if all this stuff about him and a b reuniting is true i just see them being like very 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 tough to beat <laughs> if he actually goes there i mean the nfc is a wrap i think brady with shanahan i mean the, hey by the way him in the nfc he doesn't have to deal with patty mahomes mm-hmm. doesn't have to deal with lamar jackson now granted he's still gonna deal with aaron Rodgers, who's potentially gonna get a big named weapon in the offseason is what everybody's mm-hmm. thinking there's a chance that they get a big name weapon they need one mm-hmm. they need to shore up that defense gave up 186 rush yards before contact in the nfc championship game <laughs> drew Brees is back for the saints so they're still gonna be good the nfc is still gonna have great teams but in the afc you're looking at a bunch of young gunners Mm -hmm. that are not going to get old anytime soon. They're only going to get more wealthy and hopefully better with experience. You go to the NFC, that looks like a much easier path and you don't have to potentially get knocked out by Bill Belichick. Mm -hmm. If you go to the Niners and you run into Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl, now that's saying a lot, by the way. Because even if Jimmy G is a quarterback for the Patriots, they still have no weapons. Right. So Jimmy G would have to do better than Tom Brady did with no weapons, which I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying it would be interesting to see. But if Tom Brady goes on this run, what if he creates another dynasty? Yeah. What if he goes to the 49ers and he plays for another five years and they go to the Super Bowl four out of the five years? I mean, what do you oh. what do you do, Tom Brady? <laughs> Tom Brady just does it. I mean, this is awesome. And everybody wants him in his building for the reasons that I talked about before, about how it's not just on the field play, where if you look back to last year, he still got some pop on the ball. He can still spin it. He can still hit things. That team just looked bad around him, which for the first time in a long time, I think was a real excuse for Tom Brady and for people that are talking about him. He still makes all throws. But when he comes into your building, he makes everybody better. That's just how it goes. You want a person that has won six Super Bowls in your building. That's just what you would like to do. And if you can get to a team that is obviously going to be a contender, which is where Tom Brady's going to head to, like the Tennessee Titans, like the Niners, I mean, that's a real problem for the rest of the NFL. And, by the way, if you're Tom Brady, maybe you're thinking about going back to the Patriots, you know? 
Maybe you're like, yeah, maybe there is another place that isn't that good. Uh, how about the team that was in a Super Bowl that ran the ball for 186 yards before contact in the NFC Championship against, uh, against the Green Bay Packers? How about the team that has a guy named King Henry in the backfield that can just run the ball all over the place? How about these other teams where the grass could potentially be greener than it was in New England? Now, granted, you have to learn a new offensive system. You're going to have to learn and adjust at the age of 42. Will he be able to do that? By all accounts, he's a smart man. This will be fun to watch unfold. Somebody tweeted me. I forget their name. I just read it. I should have got their name because it was a great concept. Signed Tom Brady for two years for the San Francisco 49ers. They probably win two Super Bowls there. Um, then immediately after that, guess whose contract is up? Hmm. Jimmy Jimmy a- Cheese. Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Oh, 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 they just start signing over. Aaron Rodgers from NorCal. Probably a Niners fan. Yep, Remember, he was. felt jaded at the draft because the Niners didn't draft him. He said he was going to make them pay for it. Maybe the end of his career. Um, coming home, <laughs> coming home. That's not going to happen. Tell the world, coming if, home. Hey, Favre can leave. Aaron can leave. Imagine if they get two years with Tom Brady, then they get two years with Aaron Rodgers, then they just can. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are just out there like, all right, let's just keep the core of this team together, and then we'll just plug in place with the greatest quarterbacks of all time. This will be great. They'll want to come to San Fran, come home, pay 95% in taxes. They'll love it. They'll absolutely love it. I was trying to think of who would be up after Aaron. like the Patrick next- Mahomes, probably. I mean, that'll be Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Cam. At that time, maybe Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Well, Cam Newton, we don't know what's going to happen with Cam Newton. We don't. <laughs> There's a lot of quarterbacks that are moving. And there's a young quarterbacks, obviously, coming into the draft. Joe Burrow, everybody's assuming, is going to Cincinnati. So now what do you do with Andy Dalton? He's been linked to the Chicago Bears, and now people are linking him to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is wild because can Andy Dalton throw the deep ball? He had A.J. Green for a long time. Uh A.J. Green can go and get it. I think that is all that matters whenever you're talking about a Bruce Arians-led offense. The quarterback is going to put up yards. I mean, Jameis put up 5,000 last year. Carson Palmer put up a bunch. Andrew Luck put up a bunch. Bruce Arians was with Peyton Manning a long time ago. I mean, anybody that's playing quarterback in a Bruce Arians, Big Ben Roethlisberger, anybody that's playing in a Bruce Arians offense is going to put up big yards because no risk it, no biscuit. They're going to go for it. Can Andy Dalton throw the deep ball? I mean, I guess we'll find out. So let's assume Andy Dalton's going to move because Joe Burrow's going to go. Where's Tua going to end up? If he ends up at the Washington Redskins, that's going to be very tough not to bury them uh, for drafting two quarterbacks in the first round back-to-back years when there's a potential generational talent like Chase Young sitting there and if you look what Bosa did for that Niners team to think that you could just pass up on Chase Young to get another first round draft pick as a quarterback when you already have two other first round draft uh, draft pick quarterbacks in the quarterback room <laughs> with Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins that would be absolute insanity then you got Fitzpatrick Tom Brady Dak Prescott Dwayne Haskins Alex Smith Andy Dalton Trubisky Stafford Brissett Philip Rivers Teddy Bridgewater Tannehill Cam Newton Jameis Winston Derek Card Tyrod Taylor now Jimmy G and Nick Foles. Those are all the quarterbacks who have question marks around where they're going to be and what they're going to do next year. This is absolute insanity. I think the people that are going to get left out, I think Jameis Winston for his incredible year last year, 5,000 plus yards, right? 30 interceptions. I think there's a chance that he ends up left out with all the quarterbacks that are currently in the market out of a starting job. Now, will he have to compete somewhere? I don't know. Will he go be a backup somewhere? I don't know. But Jameis Winston has not played successful football over the long haul of his first contract to guarantee a massive next contract. Now, if this was another year where there wasn't Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, all these quarterbacks in the market, I think Jameis Winston would get broken off somewhere. I think he would be able to play somewhere, maybe even stay at Tampa with a good contract. But now 
everybody's got options. Everybody's got options right now, and Jameis Winston could be in trouble with that. Now, Jameis Winston, great quarterback, can make every single throw. Jameis Winston just got LASIK surgery, so this might be the first time he could see who he's throwing the ball to, which could be quite a benefit to an NFL quarterback. But will somebody pay him premium price to be their quarterback, knowing that all of these other quarterbacks are potentially available to be on their roster, I'm just not 100% sure. I know that Twitter account's not going to be happy with what I no. just said, but it's 100% real. How about Nick Foles? $88 million price tag. They're going to have to pay him a lot of money if they move him out of Jacksonville. Who's going to take that that payment? Who's going to take a, a, a roll of the dice on Nick Foles over all of these other quarterbacks that are potentially on the move? People are saying maybe at the Colts because Frank Reich is here. Maybe. Philip Rivers is being linked here, and Jacoby Brissett has played great football in the first half of the year last year. Then some people are saying, Nick Foles go back to Philadelphia Eagles. Dan Orlovsky almost lost his mind yesterday when somebody <laughs> said that. Said that would ruin everything. But I think Nick Foles and Jameis Winston are falling into very interesting situations. Now, Nick Foles already has his money. That's good for him. Jameis Winston has money, but he hasn't been completely broken off yet. This particular offseason, with all of these free agents, they're saying Dak's going to get tagged in Dallas, so he'll be there for at least another year. Everybody's saying that's a $26.9 million price tag because he'll be on the non-exclusive franchise tag, which I didn't know existed until this morning. And I got franchise tag. I didn't even know this one existed but there's just so many moves to be made what if alex smith is playing really good football what if alex smith comes back and plays really good football and they draft tua or you think they're just gonna have alex smith just hang out and sit around just watch dwayne haskins and tua battle it out for the future no alex smith's gonna be on the move i mean andy dalton's gonna be on the move you name it is trubisky a starter next year who knows everybody's linking the bears to a bunch of different quarterbacks this is insanity whenever you're talking about the premier position in the premier league of the premier sport in the america it's just it's an absolute it's insane to think about what could potentially happen over the next couple months yeah that was the one i was gonna ask about of starters or people who were starters last year Mitch, if they get either Philip Rivers or Andy Dalton, like they said, they want to bring in a veteran quarterback to compete with Mitch. I think he's losing the job to either of those guys. That now, I this is me maybe not watching enough Mitchell Trubisky from two years ago, whenever he was oh. in the top three or whatever a QBR and how good they were and how they were a blocked field goal away from making it further in the playoffs and all that stuff. They could have went on a run. If you look at Mitchell Trubisky last year, I mean, he was a, a dog awful football player like, horrendous horrendous football player like, and it was i don't know if it was he didn't like what was going on i didn't know if he and nagy were on two different pages i don't know if he was set up poorly with an offensive strategy or system i have no idea what it was but he looked bad at football last year and uh the chicago bears fans they even started turning on him last year you bring in andy dalton everybody just laughs at andy dalton because he's quarterback for the bengals Andy Dalton is a good football player. This, this sounds very bad because of how bad the Bengals were last year. And Andy Dalton got benched on his birthday. Andy Dalton, there's a lot of things <laughs> that happen to Andy Dalton. But Andy Dalton has shown through his career that he can win games in a terrible environment, which is what the Cincinnati Bengals organization is or has been. I'm not saying it is anymore because I haven't been in there, but it has been a terrible organization. All the stories that you hear about them not having any scouts and the coaches having to do all the work of what other front offices have to do. I mean, you just hear no indoor facilities. I mean, you name it about Cincinnati Bengals. The fact that Andy Dalton was able to win there is something that people were like, you know what, maybe he's still got it. And if him and Mitchell are battling it out for the monster of the midway starting quarterback position, mm. now we're talking about must-see television. Oh, yeah. And I hope the ginger can go in there and still sling it a little bit. Andy's nine games over 500 in Cincinnati in his career. 
they would win. They would rattle off 10 straight wins. Mm-hmm. They would rattle off like 11 straight wins. And who do you have? A.J. Green to throw the ball to? That's it. And Eifert, the, the tight mm-hmm. end, who mm-hmm. was hurt every once in a while. But he didn't really have anybody. And Andy Dalton was winning game. Now, I'm sure somebody's going to come after me that they had another superstar that I'm missing right now. But Andy Dalton really, I mean, they had a good defense. That was back whenever uh, Perfect was just taking people's heads off. They had Pac-Man locking down a side. They had a great defense. They had good athletes. But they were winning 10 straight games. And they're in the AFC North, which was not easy back mm-hmm. in the day. And then, obviously, they have one terrible year with Zach Taylor, who nobody knows if he's a good coach or not. Nobody knows. If you look by what he did last year when they were trying to win, losing more games than the people that were allegedly trying to lose. I mean, that would say he's not great. But Andy Dalton has been in a bad situation for a long time. He's won a lot of games. Is Andy Dalton still got it? Will Andy Dalton be able to show up in Chicago and put out some good football and win some games for the Bears, who I think will still have a great defense next year and maybe a defense that will continue to try if they don't watch the other side of the ball just fail miserably every single time they step on the field? Everyone, how, go ahead, my bad. How quickly do you think all of these guys are going to end up like signing somewhere once free agency starts? Like, are a lot of these teams waiting for that Brady domino to fall, or like, do a lot of them know, like, okay, we don't have, we're not going to get Brady. We need to kind of decide who we're going to go after. Everybody is waiting for Tom Brady. I think everybody's reporting that. If you have a chance to get Tom Brady, you're going to try to get Tom Brady. Then after that, all the other. So whenever I went into free agency, I was going to go into free agency. There was two other punters that were about to be free agents. I got texts from them. I'd never talked to them before. They're like, hey, what are you thinking? Because where you ever you go is kind of setting the tone for me. Now, I, I viewed that as a massive compliment. I was very thankful for that. But that's how free agency goes. And I would assume a lot of these quarterbacks, if they're friends with Tom Brady, are potentially talking to Tom mm-hmm. Brady. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, excuse me, is there any way you can give me a heads up? And Tom's probably telling them absolutely nothing because that's good business. But everybody's waiting on that Tom Brady move to happen. Once he goes wherever he goes, if it's to the Niners, which that would be insane. If it's to the Titans, now where's Tannehill going to go? Tannehill is going to potentially end up as a starter somewhere if he plays football anywhere like he did last year. Maybe Tannehill bumps somebody else out of a spot. You're going to have very good quarterbacks potentially playing backup quarterback next year. And that is a good thing for the NFL, bad thing for a lot of these quarterbacks, that this free agency period is about to be absolute frenzy. Who do you think is the biggest domino? Say, so Tom gets signed somewhere, and then Dak gets franchised. Of these quarterbacks, who do you think is the next quarterback that is sought out, like is the next domino there? It's got to be Teddy. That's what I was thinking, too. In my eyes, it's got to be Teddy Bridgewater, just because Teddy was able to win in Drew Brees' offense. And Drew Brees' system was built. Sean Payton and Drew Brees have been a hell of a tag team. Hell of a tactic. I don't, I don't know if deep down Sean Payton wanted Drew Brees to come back or he wanted to move forward with somebody else, but that offense has been successful for a long time, and it's completely revolved around Drew Brees. I don't know anything about Drew Brees other than whenever he was on our show, he's a gentleman, he punked Ty Schmidt. <laughs> I don't know anything else about Drew Brees, but I do know that if he's anything like Payton or anything like any of these other quarterbacks, the backup quarterback's not getting a lot of reps in practice. The backup quarterback, it's not, it doesn't, like, hey, we appreciate that you're here. You'll go in and play good football if you need it, but we are banking on our warrior, our gladiator, Drew Brees playing, and you just kind of got to fit in how you get in. And I think that is the the thing that was so impressive with Teddy is the ability to win with a system that was nowhere near based around his strengths. Now, Latavius Murray stepped up and played great football for the Saints, but I think Teddy Bridgewater is obviously going to be highly sought after. If Alex Smith is healthy, 
Alex Smith was an MVP football player just a couple years ago. Now, that injury was disgusting. Mm, and gross, I don't, gross. I don't know how you come back. I rolled my ankle a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I can barely come back. But with modern technology and the amount of millions and millions that he has, I mean, there's a chance that he's back. I mean, it's just Philip Rivers. I mean, if he still wants to play, if he doesn't want to retire in Florida with his 90 kids, I mean, there's just there is a, a treasure trove of quarterbacks right now that need homes. And there's not enough places for them to potentially go. Who are the Chargers going to sign? Nobody knows. They got Tyrod Taylor. Is Tyrod Taylor going to be a starter again? Last time he was a real starter for the Buffalo Bills, made him to the playoffs. Bills didn't make the playoffs for like 45 years Mm -hmm. before that. I mean, it's just there are so many good quarterbacks out there and not a lot of homes. Only 32 teams. And I don't know how everybody's going to get the money. I don't know who's (laughs) going to get money. I don't know how the money's going to spread. And I think everybody is sitting in their little war rooms just like drawing up like the – the, the police sketch where you're connecting everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, if Tom goes here, then we can potentially move this guy up <laughs> and we can do this. And then they also have to worry about the draft. Correct. And then there's Air Bear. There's the love guy who threw 14 interceptions. But you talk to his uh, Jordan Palmer, who's training him right now. He's like, he was on a bad team. They're forcing him to make plays. If he didn't make any plays, they were going to lose games. So he was throwing things places he shouldn't throw them. I mean, there's just so much going on in the quarterback market. That kind of sets it for everything else that's going on. It's all going to be a domino after that. I'm just chomping at the bit. Like I just wanted to start. And by the like, way, can't pay. I can't want it to pay, end. Can't, <laughs> can't pay any other free agents until you pay your quarterback. Right. Yeah. Because that sets the market. Mm-hmm. That then you know exactly what your salary cap is. So basically, every free agent right now is being held hostage by Tom Brady. <laughs> and then after Tom Brady, it's like okay, after him, now we got all these other quarterbacks that we have to figure out first. And then you guys, yeah, you're a great tight end. Yeah, you're a great running back. Yeah, you're a great offensive lineman, D lineman, all that. We appreciate everything, but we have no idea how much money we have because if we can get Tom Brady, we're going to get Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. And that might mean we can't sign you, pal, so you might have to go somewhere else. And now they got the extended period there, the two days of uh, tampering or whatever, the 48-hour tampering period. That is going to be lit. I mean, that is going to be an exciting time if you're Schefter, if you're Florio, if you're any of these insiders that are getting information. That two-day tampering period is going to be a lot of, boom, these teams are lying about potentially signing this person. This team's lying. These people are spinning. Those 48 hours are going to be hot on the phones. I'm excited for it. The Niners coming in hot here obviously changes things a little bit, but do you think Brady deep down knows where he's going or where he wants to go? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tom knows. Tom knows what he wants to do. Tom knows what he wants to do, I think. Now, granted, he probably has a price and in his mind that he wants to get paid. He has a situation he wants to go to. I would assume in his eyes he's already figured it out. And I would assume, even though the NFL can't say it and his agents won't say it and he won't say it, I would assume there's already conversations happening with the teams that he's looking mm-hmm. to go to, right? I mean, that that's just – I mean, we can't be that naive to think that that's not happening. Right. But I think Tom knows what he wants to do. All right, we got to get to a break 41 minutes after the hour here. We'll get some phone calls on the other side to wrap up hour one here. A lot of Tom talk here in this first hour. Dak Prescott, it is being alleged, is going to be franchise tagged by the Dallas Cowboys. Good for Mike McCarthy getting a chance to run a one-year experiment. Everybody's saying that Dak should not sign that thing. Should not sign it until at least Labor Day. Miss all the OTAs, put a little pressure on the Cowboys to hopefully sign him long-term. You got Amari Cooper that's up, too. They, they, got, they got some people they got to sign there. I don't know how much money they got. It's a wild time in the NFL right yeah. now. That's why the uh, CBA is huge for them, too, because I believe if the CBA gets signed, the transition tag goes away. So they could... If it doesn't decide, they could franchise Dak and transition to Mari Cooper. And then you get a one-year trial with Mike McCarthy. Whether or not Mike McCarthy has already been promised to basically be the face of the Dallas Cowboys moving forward. Mm-hmm. If he likes you, cool. Let's stick around. If he doesn't, let's get him out of here. Let's move forward. It's insane time. 
lot of conversation about potential free agent quarterbacks, but let's pivot to a very important thing. The new CBA. And a man that has come out and said that he thinks this new proposed CBA is a great deal, is a two-time, two-time Super Bowl champion. A man that's listed at six foot 14, 600 pounds, <laughs> massive tackle for the Giants, formerly of the New England Patriots, smart man, Nate Soder. What up, Nate? What up, Nate? What's up? Nate, uh, can't thank you enough for joining us. Sorry we're late. We got caught up in a very bad conversation. That's 100% on us. I want to let you know that. All right. No worries. No worries. I, I appreciate you joining us. The new CBA, I want to talk about the Giants and about your time in New England, but the new CBA is something that's very near and dear to your heart and something you want to speak about. You think this is a good deal for the players. Why is that? And why is the narrative almost being tossed that it's a bad deal for the players by a lot of the OGs in the NFL? Well, well, first off, guys have been working a long time, months on this deal. Um, it started it started last year when they started negotiating with the with the owners, and so the executive committee, the staff of the union, and the board of reps have put in number of hours to do this. Um, so when people just make comments right off the bat like this is a bad deal, you really got to evaluate the full scope of the deal because no deal's perfect, um, but this does do a lot of benefits for um, what we call core players. So. You're raising the minimums. You're getting all uh, total revenues going up, which is good things. And if we have a deal now, we really avoid the possibility of a lockout or something like that that could happen further on down the road. Um, so I, I don't know all the criticisms. I know having 17 games is, is something hard to is something hard to swallow because no one wants that. But when I go to my locker room and I'm their rep, I don't need to make my own opinion. So I ask them, and they say they're willing to play that extra game. Um, for more money and more benefits and that's what they got so I think for them it's a good deal and 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 I don't want to take the risk for them and make them have to sacrifice missing out on time if um, they, they got a good deal in front of them okay a lot was said there uh, you're obviously offensive tackle hand-to-hand combat every single day of your life basically not every single day off season but in practice in games a lot of physical contact and I've told stories about how I've seen a lot of offensive linemen defensive linemen linebackers and things of that nature in a very physical position kind of have to stumble towards the finish line week 16 I mean that's just something when the Thursday night games were introduced it was tough for a lot of guys because it isn't until Wednesday Thursday that they're even feeling better and even feeling good to walk for games on Sunday. That 17th game, was it an overwhelming amount of support from your locker room where guys were like, yeah, we'll do it. If we're going to get more benefits, more money, and it's one more game, we'll be able to do it. And in your mind, how much is this going to affect the amount of great players still playing all 17 games? That's a good question. Um, I think that you're right, that by the end of the season, everyone's just beat down, and it's, it's a grind, and no matter what you do, um, I don't love the idea of 17 games and mostly because there's that chance of having that extra risk, the exposure that you're putting your body towards. So they made some considerations. They say, hey, we'll cut back on training camp and we're going to have less time in padded practices. So does that equate? Probably not exactly. Um, and it was kind of overwhelmingly um, unanimous that guys said, hey, we'll play 17 games. As bad as that stinks, the fact that the cap's going up and I have this opportunity to make more money, um, I'm willing to do it. And so I think you're right. I think the D-line, the O-line, those guys that are taking the number of snaps are probably going to pay the highest toll. But that's the group that I spoke to uh, mostly because those, the, you know, those are the guys I work with every day. And, and a lot of them um, call it naive or whatever, but they said they were willing to do it. So 
as their rep, I have to, you know, make my own opinion and, and form those things, but I also have to listen to what the guys want, and that's what they said. How serious are these conversations whenever you're in there as a rep? I could imagine that just like in the political world, and I've said this before, the United States is supposed to pick one human to be the president, and we are basically 50 different countries. I mean, it, and now there's some regions that are their own, but we're 50 different countries that are supposed to come together and pick one human to run it all. In the NFL, you got humans from all of, that's what makes the sport so good. You got humans from all walks of life, all bodies, types all everything having to come together to make a decision on something how serious and contentious do those conversations potentially get well i take it real seriously because i'm thinking of the guys in my locker room and i'm doing the best that i can do to represent them as i think all the guys are doing and so that's where they get a little bit heated because um in the effort to do the best for our locker rooms i think opinions get strong um but we have good meetings, productive meetings where we make ground and, and uh, I don't get everything I want. No one, else, no one else gets everything they want, but we kind of make considerations for each other. And so it's difficult because not only are we arguing with the um, owners, but we're sometimes arguing with, with each other. So um, that's why, you know, we all voted. I should say the majority of us voted yes on this one. And, and I hope that it passes with the players. But if the players don't want it, we're all going to rally together and we're going to fight for what the players want. I think that's right. I think it's it's so interesting because the NFL knows that there's going to be contention. They know that whatever happens, there's going to be disagreements amongst the players, and that's kind of what they're banking on. You mentioned a lockout. Demore Smith just a couple months ago said player stoppage, a strike, is something that could really contain some leverage. Do you see any chance of a strike happening? Because I feel like that only benefits the NFL, and the deal that could potentially come after a strike could be even worse, I think. That's possible. I mean, that's the risk uh, you, you have to be willing to take. And historically, strikes have not been great for us. But um, we have some great leadership. A lot of those guys on the executive committee and the board of reps, they're very strong vocal leaders. And they are passionately adamant that they would be able to win the strike. And, and you know what? I'd be the first one to print out pamphlets and be there on the front lines, whatever it took to get that done, um, if that's what we choose to do. Nate, you're an offensive lineman. That's why you would do that. Offensive linemen, <laughs> uh, it's a position that I would never understand. If I just so happened somehow, my lady's like five foot two. If we were somehow to give birth to a monster man who could potentially be an offensive lineman, I would have to question everything inside of him. I'm like, listen, you're going to get no credit for anything. You're going to get no credit for anything. You're going to get beat to hell and back. You're going to make good money, but nobody's going to know you even exist. Is this something you want to do? But it takes a special mindset to be an offensive lineman. So whenever you're speaking, I take a, I hold it in very high regards because the selflessness of offensive linemen is just an innate generic uh, genetic trait. That's just the way it goes. So I respect you stepping up and saying this because what you're saying is not being heard by a lot of people. Let's pivot now. Tom Brady, I'm sure you have heard, is potentially going to be <laughs> is going to be a free agent. Now there's a conversation that's brewing about Jimmy G potentially coming back to New England and Tom Brady going to the Niners. Is any of this true? Who knows? We run a sports talk show, though, and this sounds beautiful, so we're going to talk about it. You were a teammate with both of them. What is it like to be in a team with two of those guys, and what are they like as teammates and in the locker room? Well, it was awesome when we had both those guys. I thought they really had a real camaraderie between the two of them. Um, Tom always used to call him like, hey, he's like my little brother. And I think he meant that in the best way, that they just get along so well, and he's his mentor, and he's really felt like he took him under his wing. Um, so if that's something that happened, I would be happy for both of them. I think it would honestly be really good for both of them. But uh, to be honest with you, neither of them have called me and asked my opinion. So. 
I've said, I don't know if they should. <laughs> I've said that if Tom Brady gets in your building, you makes everybody better immediately. I had a chance to be on a team with Peyton Manning. His work ethic, and I'm a punter, made me realize like, oh, that's what it takes to be great. I think anytime you get a chance to be around greatness, it kind of, by osmosis, it makes other people great. Do you agree with that sentiment that I said there? Uh, there's no question. The way that he came to practice every day, the, the intensity that he brought to meetings and, and how focused he was and and how much information he could retain really raised the bar really high for all of us to, to meet that standard. So I think it did. I think it made me a better. I know it made a lot of guys better. What have you seen from old Danny Dimes that potentially makes you think, hey, this guy has a chance to be a great in the future? None of us knew who he was when he got drafted. I think the world was very surprised by the Giants. And then you see him get in and play, and you're like, damn, this guy's athletic. He seems to be very smart. Him and Eli are getting along well, which is not an easy thing to do. And you got Saquon Barkley in the backfield helping him out, hopefully for the next five, ten years. What have you seen from Danny Dimes that makes you go, you know what, this guy could be very special moving forward? Well, he jumped right in there. They threw him right into the, the mouth of the lion this year. Um, and he had some struggles, as every rookie quarterback would have. But the guy did, did not lack for effort in terms of the time that he put in the building, the time that he was trying to get better, and the passion and how much he cared for his teammates. Um, he won us all over. You know, you're not going to be perfect, and um, we all know that. But uh, we totally hope and expect that he'll be great just because of his personality and the mentality he brings every day. It's not easy to be a rookie quarterback because you're put in a position of being a leader, right? Because you're a quarterback, but you're a rookie, so, and, and you're and looking, still trying to figure it out. Yeah, and you're trying to figure it out. So you don't know the right answer, but you're supposed to be a leader. Some guys can obviously get rubbed the wrong way by rookie quarterbacks. The fact that you think he found a good balance there is a real trait of that. That's like a, a great trait to have. Yeah, he did. And, and I think it's just going to get better. Um, you know, he didn't have to say a lot. I think that might have rubbed guys wrong. But uh, the way that he worked and the way he carried his, out his business, I think, was impressive. And I think it's, you know, he'll be able to be more vocal. He'll be able to he'll know his uh, game plan better. He'll know all the t uh, stuff better. So I think he's going to be a lot better in the future. And to add to that, to make it tougher, you have a potential Hall of Fame quarterback as your as your backup. What was the locker room like with Eli as a backup and then having the rookie as a quarterback? Well, they handled it so well, and uh, their personalities are so similar. Um, it's kind of funny. They're almost like twins. But, um, <laughs> you know, I was so impressed with Eli. Um, I was only with him for two years. But the way that he handles the ups and downs of seasons, like you can't even crack the guy. You know, he won't even, he won't even complain. He, won't even, he just goes about his business the same way every day, so consistent. Um, I learned a ton about what it means to be a pro in this league. Did you see him play flip cup at that bar in New Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> I saw the video, yeah. He cheated, which I like, by the way. I like the fact that Eli was willing to do whatever to win that game of Flip Cup in that little dive bar, West yeah. Virginia dive bar. I loved everything about Competitive. it. Competitive. He hadn't lost his edge, yeah. yeah I respect it. Nate, how's the offseason looking for you? What are you up to? When do you start training and getting back into it? It's been good. i kind of been training back into it. Um, like today I was doing yoga. I was doing hot yoga. just about killed me. <laughs> Have you done that your entire it, career, or is it as you've gotten older? It's a group of stay-at-home moms, but – Man, I don't. I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> it beat you up, man. <laughs> Your big ass walking into a yoga. I couldn't even. Right. I was so embarrassed with my yoga mat in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nate. Well, we appreciate the hell out of you. Keep fighting a good fight. Excited to see what happens with the CBA, and can't wait to see you get back out on the field. Your big hot yoga ass, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. Two-time Super Bowl <laughs> champion. Come back whenever, Nate Solder. Thank you, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Cheers, man.
Good guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Smart guy, by the way. When you see him talking, when you watch his face, like uh, the brain kind of work, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this guy is a very intelligent human mm-hmm. being. It's like when you talk to Andrew Luck and you watch his brain start to go, you're like, oh, this guy's a very intelligent. I would assume Nate is a... I don't know anything about what he did education-wise. I have no idea. I would assume he graduated somewhere near the top with a very good degree. Well, and I was looking during the show. I probably should have done this before. He's Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee for the Giants, too. Good guy. Yeah. Great conversation. Hot yoga man. By the way, the man started hot yoga. Bikram, terrible guy. <laughs> I'm sorry for interrupting, obviously, but Boost Mobile gives you everything you could want in a wireless carrier so you know exactly what you're getting and exactly what you're paying for. With no annual service contract, Boost Mobile offers a range of unlimited data plans and the latest phones from top brands at affordable prices. Service plans already include taxes and fees, plus mobile hotspot, unlimited music streaming, and more. Step up with Boost Mobile. Step up with Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast network so you can post up and watch the games almost anywhere. Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast network is a slam dunk. Step up with Boost Mobile. Switch to Boost Mobile today and get four lines for just $25 per line per month with unlimited data. Holy shit. If you switch to Boost Mobile today, you get four free Samsung Galaxy A20 phones. Perfect for the whole family. A super reliable, super fast nationwide network to keep you connected switch to boost mobile switch now step up with boost mobile and switch today and get four lines for just 25 dollars per line per month with unlimited data four free samsung galaxy a20 phones perfect for the whole family it's a super reliable super fast nationwide network to keep you connected offers and coverage not available everywhere visit boostmobile.com or retailer for full details includes mobile optimized streaming users using more than 35 gigs of data during billing cycle may be deprioritized during times of network congestion offers and coverage not available everywhere see boostmobile.com or retailer for full details the four lo- four lines for $25 per line per month with unlimited data and the four free Samsung Galaxy A20 phones are a limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only requires port and activation from eligible carrier. One free device per line. Users using more than 35 gigs of data during a billing cycle may be deprioritized during times of network congestion. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. Boost Mobile. Okay, I like what you guys are pitching. Go to boostmobile.com or a retailer and let's take advantage of what they got going on. All right, we got a couple of minutes left here. We uh, tried to cover everything we're supposed to cover. We talked about all those stuff, but what are some things that are happening that we didn't cover? New haircut spotlight, Nick Moraldo. Something that's been tossed around as a potential alternative to the instant replay rule from last year in the NFL, which we knew was such a disaster, was not getting rid of the rule, but bringing in someone to correctly implement the rule, such as Dean Blandino the former NFL head of officiating. Okay, so Dean Blandino took over the head of the XFL officiating, and the XFL officiating and review has been revolution. I mean, listening to the guy with his Xbox controller talk to the main ref about why they're calling what and how they see it, I think that is all that anybody that's an NFL fan could really ask for. We just want to know why certain calls aren't overturned or why certain rules are standing. And I think with Alberto Riveron being an absolute stooge in the review <laughs> Mm-hmm. It caused quite a problem with the pass interference, or pass interference um, 
challenges. This rule was instated because there was such a massive catastrophe down in New Orleans with the phantom call against the, uh, the not called against the Saints. And now whenever they it goes into being called, everybody goes like, okay, now Alberto Riveron will be the guy that will have to execute this new replay review. That obviously turned out terribly. Alberto Riveron is a guy that we have called the Grinch that stole football because mm-hmm. of how bad he was at potentially overturning calls. Coaches were no longer wanting to challenge pass interference because of how bad Alberto Riveron was at potentially overturning those because we thought that Alberto Riveron didn't want to call into judgment a judgment call of a referee that's on the field. Didn't want to make them look bad because he's using technology. But that's what the rule was put in for. Once you watch how the XFL operates and once you see that, oh, technology can not only just help the game, but it makes the game better. And it also becomes a part of the game listening to why they overturn it. That's Dean Blandino's brain working. That's football becoming better with instant replay. And I think that is what the NFL should want to do. Now, the NFL has a problem, though, when they lose all their good refs these TV networks because they pay them a lot more. You're going to have to pay Dean Blandino to get back in there. Let Alberto Riveron manage the referees on a day-to-day basis and let Dean Blandino handle the reviews. I think that would be a win-win for everybody and make the NFL better. That's good stuff. I'm happy that's happening. To add on to what you talked about earlier with Tom Brady potentially going to the 49ers, Jimmy G going back to the Patriots, Mike Florio recently published an article as of 10 minutes ago, so we know he's watching the show. Thanks, Mike. Uh, He basically doubled down on it uh, with another long article about saying there are more recent developments. Deion Sanders talking about it on Friday. Florio and Sims talked about it on Monday. Peter King wrote about it on Monday, and Tom Coran wrote about it as well. So uh, a lot of people are saying that they might be onto something here. And Pat McAfee talked about it on Mm Facebook. Bingo. You're welcome. It's a done deal. Done. That'd be insane. They should start selling the jerseys. It'd be awesome. See, look, New England fans are happy. Niners fans are somehow mad. You're dumb for that. That's why you lost the Super Bowl. (laughs) Former Giants punter Steve Weatherford had his 2012 Super Bowl ring stolen. Uh, According to Weatherford, he gave the ring to his wife to put in her purse after a speaking engagement the night before it was stolen. Unfortunately, they left the purse in the car and it was broken into. You got to go to the Pawn Stars guy, Rick, in uh, Vegas. It's going to end up there. I've seen the show enough. I've binge watched it. Whoever stole it is going to find its way to somebody who's going to find its way to somebody who's going to find its way to the Pawn Stars guy. Steve Weatherford, friend of mine, obviously a champion, Super Bowl champion, had a record-breaking performance in the Super Bowl here in Indianapolis against the New England Patriots whenever he was on the Giants. Um Hopefully he gets that back. That's tough stuff, though. Mm-hmm. That's tough stuff. That's why I, I That's why I chose not to get a Super Bowl ring because Smart. Smart. there is so many people that are looking to steal those things, mm-hmm. especially in the world that we live in now of a bunch of greedy misfits. <sighs> Have a little respect, by the way. You know, steal the purse, at least throw the ring back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're not going to be able to make any money off of that anyways. Has Weatherford's name on it. Are they going to melt that? There's no way they're going to take a TIG. Are they going to take a TIG or a FIG? Uh, um, Torch. No, the... Uh, yeah, you get it. <laughs> What's it called? The grinder thing? No, whenever you... Uh, it's like a torch, but it's... Uh, like a TIG welder, I think. Welder. There, you take a no. TIG or FIG welder and kind of weld out his name. What are you going to do? No. Are you going to wear that around? No. What bum who is a classic pickpocketer is going to wear a Super Bowl ring? Mm-mm. Nobody. I, I'll be excited to see if he gets this back. And also, he asked Mr. Mara to uh, reach out to Mara to reach out to Tiffany's to see if they can make another bowl and said, I'll pay for it, which is smart. I hope Weatherford gets his ring back. Mm-hmm. Guy deserved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Guy yeah, earned that's it. It's tough. And now he just works out all He's the time. He's going to give it to his son, he said. And by the way, Ace, his guy Ace, that kid's going to be an animal. If you follow Steve Weatherford, he wakes Ace up at like 4.30 a.m. Ace has run more steps in his short life than all of us. <laughs> that kid's going to be a beast. Steve Weatherford, good dude. Hope he gets his ring back. 
Alex Rodriguez spoke about the Astros situation Tuesday, comparing it to the suspension he served during the 2014 season. Uh, A-Rod said he was apologetic and contrite for acting like a buffoon. He doesn't believe Astro players have shown enough remorse for their actions. He gave a full quote. This is a really cool moment, by the way, last night. Alex Rodriguez, who well-regarded as the most hated player in professional sports at one time. A guy who was suspended an entire season. He said it cost him 35 million dollars that suspension but it wasn't just the money because he already accrued a lot of money he was 35 million dollars a lot to anybody but it's not just that his name and legacy and reputation was talked about as one as being the biggest ass in all of professional sports nobody liked him yankees fans hated him that means if your own fans hate you i don't want Warren came in third in her own state last night. But if your own fans hate you, I would assume that if you're a Yankee, everybody else also hates you. He had to be in a very deep, deep, dark place, I'd assume. And in that moment, Alex Rodriguez, I think, realized that he had to change the way he viewed everything. I think I watched Screwball, and a lot of people said about Alex Rodriguez, he was a, you know, kind of a selfish, egotistical prick, I think is the way yeah. a lot of people would describe him. Mm -hmm. But now he's almost become this humble guy who has kind of owned his mistakes and owned the type of person he was and I don't think the world has ever seen somebody go from outhouse to penthouse in the PR fashion like Alex Rodriguez. If you're young, you didn't really get a chance to see the Alex Rodriguez that was hated by everybody. People that didn't even like baseball or watch baseball knew that Alex Rodriguez was an ass. That's just the way it went. Now Alex Rodriguez is a beloved guy. He's commentating games. He's talking about how other people could potentially do the same things that he did in the face of PR, which is own it and change the way they handle it. And I think he was absolutely spot on. And I don't think there's a better person, by the way, to talk about it than... Alex Rodriguez. And by the way, that's probably the most recent player or team that's been hated as bad as this Houston Astros team has been hated. So that's a right statement. Good for Alex Rodriguez owning it, admitting that he was a bad guy and coming full circle and hopefully living a much more fulfilling mm -hmm. life with Jennifer Lopez as his, his, his partner in life mm -hmm. right now. Good for Alex Rodriguez. We can't thank you enough for listening to our show today. Once again, we have to tell you Please tell your friends if you enjoyed this show. We'd like to grow this community and grow this family to as big as possible. Um, if you didn't like the show, just don't tell anybody. Just keep it all moving. Uh, continue to use the hashtag, this is where I'm at, Pat, to tell us where you're listening, what you do. I'd like to get to know you all just a little bit more so we can know exactly who we're talking to whenever we're talking that good shit into the microphone. We'll be back tomorrow with more goodness, more chitter-chatter, and hopefully propel you into the weekend in beautiful fashion. Ty Schmidt, please play some of Boston Connors' newest music. This one goes out to Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. For the love of God. Brady, come back! You can blame it all on Bill. We need you, Tom. Don't leave us with a massive hole to fill. Brady, come back! Dolphins, Jets, and Bills to kill. The Super Bowl's in Tampa Bay. Let's go get our seventh ring. You know the drill. New England's your home, Tom. Are you too good for your home? I don't think so. But please, for the love of God. Brady, come back! Watching you play is a dream. Please don't leave us, Tom. We can all eat avocado ice cream. Brady, come back! Winning won't feel the same. Now's the time to sign. It's wicked sick that Brady fit the rhyme.
Brady, come back! Please? 